Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast. Fearless Mom is a shame-free, guilt-free, judgment-free community of moms who are doing our best to set our kids up for their best. We know you're busy, Mom, so we don't want to add to your already long to-do list. We just want to help you be intentional in what you're already doing. This season will help moms better understand themselves and their children as they embrace the responsibility of raising up children who become resilient, courageous, and hopeful adults. We'll talk about everything from the value of daily rhythms and routines to creating your own family boundaries with technology. And rest assured, we most definitely will laugh along the way. It is our theme verse after all, Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. I am Julie Richard, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Today, we are kicking off a new season of podcasts, and I'm so excited because Julia Fortman is going to help us out today. So, Julia, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Julia Fortman. I'm the Fearless Mom Administrator. I have also been involved with public education now for over 20 years. I've had roles from being a classroom teacher to a campus administrator to leading some district initiatives. And I am also a wife of one, mom of three. I've been a married. wife of one, mom of three. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. I have been married for almost 20 years also. And we have three kids, two boys and a girl, sophomore, an eighth grader, and a fourth grader. You are in the thick of it. Yes. And enjoying it, right? Very much so. Enjoying it is so the teenage fun in this years. stage. In fact, we just got our weekends back because my kids are in school sports. It's amazing. I love it. Um, Well, Julia plays a huge role in Fearless Mom, not only in the literal administrative parts, but because of her educational background, she helps so much when she and I are preparing together about what we're going to teach. And so I say often, you know, I am not a therapist. I am not an expert. I'm more of an analyst. I'm more of an enthusiast, let's say. I love to study and I love to, um, you know, help families. My heart is for children. And I do know that the best way to help children is helping their moms enjoy parenting. And that's really the heart of Fearless Mom. I don't, you know, teach this because I did it perfectly. I teach because I believe passionately that no matter the trends, especially the scary trends or what we would term negative trends that we see out there, we always see hope. We always believe there are choices we can make and actions we can take to reverse those trends, particularly in our own specific families and homes. So what Joy and I do is we look at current trends with children, with families, and then we search for any pattern we may see, anything that may explain some of those trends. And I do a lot of research, um, psychological, sociological, educational research, and then I filter it all through scripture, prayerfully 
finding practical tools that can help moms in their everyday parenting. We say it over and over again. We don't want to add to your already long to-do list. We just want to help you be intentional in what you're already doing. And it's so true. We're already driving carpool. You're already doing bath time, bedtime, dinner time, whatever it is. So if there are tiny changes that we can make, tiny examples of ways you can be practical in those times and intentional in those times, then that's what Fearless Mom is all about. That's what we try to equip moms with. And Julia, you came to us. Actually, we started talking about some trends that you um, knew were being seen in schools a few years ago. So help us understand. And that really um, those trends are the basis for what we're talking about this season. Absolutely. And Julie, you're so great at, you know, we dive into all of this research and we gather all of these documents and resources and you are able to understand things clearly to explain things simply. And just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy, but you give us such practical tools. And moms out there, I am first in line to hear what Julie has to say. So I want you to know I'm right there with you learning alongside of Julie. You are very kind to say that. This The interesting part is that my children are all adults now, and I learn every time I study. And um, I appreciate your saying that. My prayer is literally, God, help me to see things clearly so that I can explain things simply. So I do, I try to do that. And listen, guys, I am walking alongside you. My children are a little bit older, but I am still learning, still learning. And as I say, guys, sorry about the mistakes I made. I'm going to be an amazing grandmother. <laughs> That's I'm going to be awesome. an amazing grandmother. But tell us That's about those awesome. trends. So we noticed a few years ago, I want to say it was about six years ago, um, that kindergartners were coming to school uh, having really some uh, bigger challenges than we had seen before with self-control and understanding how to wait, uh, being inconvenienced, um, that kind of thing. And we were seeing these big tantrums to the point that all six elementary schools in our district had to hire a teacher assistant just for kindergarten. And so... Doing wow. some digging and trying to figure out where is this coming from, I I found a statistic that I believe it was 2012. I, I'm not going to swear by that, but it was somewhere around there that over half of Americans had smartphones. And looking at the trends of what happens when a child is 18 to 24 months old, that's where you hear the no uh, when you ask them to do things, when they're starting to express themselves and having to learn to sit in a shopping cart and wait while you push the shopping cart around that these sort of outbursts and tantrums that you would see in two-year-olds were now happening in kindergarten. And so we started paying attention to trends like that. And then through the years, how that has contributed to things like worry that moms face and the mom guilt that moms feel to a feeling of overwhelm. And some of these patterns that have been around um, is really what we're digging into now. Oh, I definitely think so. We've been saying for years, the progression of technology has led to the regression of self-control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I love any sentence that's rhythmic, you know, or <laughs> rhymes or there, any alliteration whatsoever. I truly believe that cell phones are the cigarettes of the 2000s, mm -hmm. that it happened so rapidly and gradually at the same time, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. There, there were inventions and advances that crept into our homes 
little bit at a time. So in such a short period of time, I would tell you that technology became a huge part of our family's lives. Every, you know, age and life stage is impacted by this progression of technology. I will be the first to say I am not anti-technology. Actually, technology allows us to reach and help so many moms. So I'm a believer. Technology allows me to stay in touch with my family that lives in Mississippi. Technology does so many things for good. It's just that because it progressed so rapidly, I believe we are now seeing some areas that we need to be more intentional with our parenting. And so whereas perhaps the generation ahead of us It's not that they were, wow, we really need to teach our children self-control and emotional regulation and make sure that our children, you know, have the impulse control that they need. It's just that life taught us that. Well, my boys are 15 and 13, and I remember going to uh, HEB. God's favorite grocery store. Sure, yes. Um, If you're not from Texas, we are so sorry (laughs) that you do not have H-E-B. And I remember packing like surprise lunches that had special things in them to help them get through the trip to the grocery store. And these fun Melissa and David puzzles that they could unlock and lock doors and things to do while I was, you know, busting it through the grocery store. Yes. And my daughter is nine. In that time frame, iPads came out. And then I want to say she was maybe three when H-E-B had Wi-Fi. And so when I would try to have this fun little snack, it was like mm, not entertaining. But if I put that iPad in front of her, man, I could whip through the grocery store. Did I intend to appease her and to not give her the same opportunity my boys had to learn self-control? No, it was just convenient, right? Oh, absolutely. And I do believe that, like I said, it happened so Mm -hmm. gradually and so quickly, Mm -hmm. which I I know those seem opposite, but that I, I truly believe that the technology advances happened a little bit at a time so that now we pick our heads up and we are parenting in a world that our grandparents could not have predicted. No, couldn't have imagined. Could not have imagined. And again, I say, So many wonderful things about technology, but because of the advances and because of what we are seeing now in children, it doesn't mean you have to get rid of all technology. It just means we need to be more aware and then more intentional. Life is not providing opportunities for self-control development like it used to. Because of the prevalence of technology, we now have to say, okay, mom, How am I creating opportunities for my child to have to wait, for my child to be inconvenienced? We have to create those. Life is not presenting those opportunities, but we can as parents. So when we see these trends, I do not feel hopeless at all. I do not feel like, oh, whoa, uh, parenting, this is so hard in 2022. There are a lot of things, like I'm just going to go ahead and say Instacart, Amazon. Amen. It makes some things easier. Curbside pickup. You bet. But you know what? With any, you know, blessing comes more responsibility. And so we also, we just have to be more intentional. We know that a child's predictor of happiness and success often correlates with self-control. That is studies that were done in the 60s and 70s. And so therefore, if life is not 
presenting opportunities to develop self-control and develop that prefrontal cortex, then we need to just be more intentional in our everyday lives to say, when is my child having to wait? When is my child being inconvenienced? When is my child having opportunities to sit in solitude? Because we also know there, that is where we process thoughts and feelings. And all of those things have been saturated with our technology. Absolutely. It's not all bad. It just gives opportunity for us. We just have to be a little bit more intentional. Now, we definitely talk a lot about the progression of technology and how that has impacted our lives. But when we come back, I want to talk about another trend that I believe impacts our kids' lives and our families more than we even realize. I'm always looking for trusted, helpful resources to share with our Fearless Mom audience. We want to help you filter through the clutter of all the authors and so-called parenting experts out there. Dr. Chenwei Williams is a therapist, speaker, and author from Atlanta, Georgia, and we love what she writes and says, especially about practical ways we can help our kids feel seen. This is an important part of creating a home that feels safe and secure, as well as strengthening the parent-child connection. And we are thrilled that she'll be with us at the 2023 Fearless Mom Conference in February. We have a special offer just for you. Use the discount code PODCAST to save $10 on your registration. You can get more information and register at fearlessmom.com. Okay, so Julia, we were talking about technology and how um, gradually but quickly it, I don't want to say has overtaken our lives, but just has saturated our lives and our homes and our families and how that has led to a regression of self-control, less what we're seeing in schools, what we're seeing with children, less impulse control, less emotional regulation. And we're just having to be more intentional. Again, we're not anti-technology. I do believe also the content that we're addressing for the rest of the season when we talk about mom guilt and worry and overwhelm. Definitely technology impacts all of those. The the guilt that we feel, well, really the guilt that we feel when we go, oh my word, my child definitely watches his, you know, show on an iPad, or the guilt that we feel when we can't provide the same vacation or opportunities for our children that someone else can, as well as the worry. Now I'm worried about what my child has been exposed to on technology and um, it, it exposes me to other things to worry about. Good gracious on technology. Facebook, every mom will post any threat that they've heard about. And I, I can't wait to share with everyone what our audience, how they responded when I said, what do you feel mom guilt about? What do you worry about? It's just... You posted that on Instagram and polled everyone. And I can't wait to hear what people said. It's so interesting to me, but worry, guilt, and overwhelm. We know that's a, you know, definitely impacted by technology. And I think that also sets us up for the other thing I was saying. I believe we are living in a technology-saturated world, I also believe every family I know is hyper-scheduled. 
Absolutely. Hyper-scheduled. And because of that, it feeds the worry. It feeds the guilt. It feeds the overwhelm. And so we're going to address that in this season too. So it is not only the increase in technology, but it's also the increase in activity and opportunity. Have you seen any trends like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so hard. We have a one thing at a time rule in my family because it's we don't have any family members in town. So it's my husband and I having to try to transport everyone to everything, mostly me. <laughs> so right. I can't clone myself. And I've heard of people wanting to invent Uber kids, um, but that is not something that we want to do. And so we have talked about, will taking on this extra activity bring us closer together as a family or will it pull us apart? Are we going to be excited about getting up to go cheer for you at 7 a.m. on a Saturday or are we going to dread it? And so we try to filter everything through that. And that's how we came up with one thing at a time. So it can be music, science, sports. It doesn't matter to me what, what it is, but it's one thing at a time. And it is hard. It's hard. It, it is, is difficult. Hard. But I do believe, and this is what we're touching on um, in the second half of this season, it is establishing your family's values to help you draw the boundaries, to yes. say, this is our family goal. We want to be happy, healthy. We want to enjoy life. We want to live life to the full. We know that's God's desire and design. Now, how do we get there? And you have to be willing to miss out on some things. And that's hard. And I think about that, you know, my, my middle son in particular is a one, really a one thing at a time kind of kid. And some kids, I think, can manage it uh, uh, multiple things a little bit better, and he is really one thing at a time. And there was a, a fall where he was asked to be on a baseball team, and he didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to be with his friends. And so it was really hard, you know, but football is his primary sport. Baseball would be adding on to it. And we ended up doing it one fall, and he was miserable at the end and has now said, like, Mom, no, I'm, I'll be a sub. If they need to sub, have them call me, but I'm not going to do And how sports. aware is that, number one? And then second, how courageous. It is very courageous to say, I will miss out on this for my own health, my right. emotional health, my relational health with my family. And that's what we want to raise. That's what we're talking about this season. It is not just if you if you're a fearless mom fan, then you hear us all the time say, what is our goal? What is our responsibility? Mm -hmm. It is to raise resilient, competent, independent adult children. So our focus this season is we want to raise courageous and hopeful children who yes. become courageous and hopeful adults. So how do we do that? And we're going to be breaking that down so that we can build up courageous and hopeful families. And if you are expecting your first child and you're thinking, oh my word, you know, I, this is not where I am right now. Actually, it's exactly where you are. You are in the perfect spot to say, okay, I'm going to talk to my child's dad. I'm going to talk to my family and say, what are our values so that we can begin by drawing healthy boundaries right now? And we can say, this is what's important for our family. And it's okay if our family is different from other families. That's hard too. It's very hard. Especially with teenagers. Especially with teenagers. And I believe part of our mom guilt um, and part of our worry is what happens if 
if my responsibility is to do my best, to set my child up for his best or her best, am I taking that away from him if we miss this activity? Am I taking that away from him if we miss this event? And that is where we always come back to praying for wisdom, discernment, and common sense. And if you're in a season where you are making a lot of decisions, spend time in the book of Proverbs and say, okay, God, I know that you have told me that you will give me the wisdom that I need, that you will give me the discernment that I need. I am leaning in and leaning on you for that right now because he is faithful and he will give you what you need. And that is how we move forward. We say, okay, I'm going to lean in, I'm going to trust, and I'm going to do the best I can right now. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. You're leaning into Him. And guess what? There will be seasons, like you mentioned, okay, we're going to let Will do this extra activity, and then, oh, we're not going to do that again. You live and you learn. You could roll around in that guilt, or you can say, "Mm, we just won't do that again. Right. And we can, you know, you don't have to worry next time. Now Will will make that call on his own. He already has. So some of the decisions we make, we're like, whoa, that was great. Definitely want to do that again. Others, we say, you know, I made a mistake, and we won't do that again. And I think it's really empowered him. To, to recognize his own boundaries. Like I could have told him, you're a one sport kind of kid. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. It definitely, if they can learn it on their own. Sure. Mm-hmm. If life can teach them and rather it, than just your words. Yeah. There wasn't any, you know, there, I wasn't putting him in harm or anything like that. Right, right. But, yeah. but I think the opportunities and activities lead to hyper-scheduled. And so if you've got technology saturated combined with hyper-scheduled, you now have overstimulated. And the research about what overstimulated looks like in adults as well as in children is staggering. If you look at adults, it may display as depression. It may display as anxiety. You may be um, a hard worker but not productive. There are many symptoms, and we'll go into this. In children, it looks like many different things. It looks like sometimes hyperactivity. It looks like an inability to fall asleep. It looks like worry. It looks like um, disproportionate emotional reactions to um, certain things. And we're going to dig a little bit deeper. But what an opportunity we have this season to say, you know what? We live in 2022 and many of these things have become normal to us. Technology-saturated families and homes, hyper-scheduled lives, that's become normal. But that doesn't mean we have to settle. No, it doesn't. Because we, as fearless moms, and that's what we're going to talk about next session, is how to take a fearless perspective, a fearless stance, how to approach this with a fearless mindset. Because just because the trends are drifting that way doesn't mean we have to follow. It doesn't. And I can't help but think of Esther 414. Yes. You know, there's been challenges all throughout history for moms, but we were born now. And we were, we're parenting now. So perhaps we were created just for this time. Yes, perhaps that we were, you know, perhaps we were created to be moms right now, to raise children right now. I definitely believe in that. And we say all the time, our theme verse is 
you know, she is clothed with strength and dignity, but she laughs without fear of the future because it is super easy to get overwhelmed, to be worried, to feel guilty, to be frightened about today's trends. But a fearless mindset says, you know what? She laughs without fear of the future, not because she knows what the future holds, but because she knows who holds her future. And it's super important as we move forward Every time I study various topics, when I dig into mom guilt, when I dig into overwhelm, when I dig into healthy boundaries and responsibilities and values and all the stuff that I've been studying, obviously there are so many things that I would do differently if I had to do it over again right now. 53-year-old Julie knows a lot more than 25-year-old Julie knew. I have to trust that God uses all things to work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And I have to know that my mistakes can be used to help other people. I have to know that God will use my mistakes for his glory and my good, for my kids' good, for the good of other moms. So as we dig into all this, we look for opportunities and we catch ourselves when we're feeling guilty or overwhelmed and say, you know what? God has me right here, right now for his purposes. And therefore, I can enter with courage, with purpose, and a lot of laughter. Amen. We're so glad you guys joined us today. And I cannot wait to dig into next session where we talk about a fearless mindset. listening to this episode of the Fearless Mom Podcast. Through every conversation, every practical tool, and every moment we can point a mom to hope, we are so honored and grateful to share it with you. And if you're loving these conversations, let your friends know. Tell them about the Fearless Mom Podcast. It's the best way for moms to find out about our show. Also, we'd love it if you'd share a review or maybe Leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts and find us on Instagram at fearless underscore mom to stay up to date on all things fearless mom on all news and all events. We'll see you next time. And remember, mom, you're not alone. We're all in this together.